What's up? Welcome to But Still She Thrives. It's Christy. We're going to have like a kickback. Let's just be real. Let's be transparent. And let's talk about something that more than just people who have dealt with narcissistic abuse can relate to today. And that topic is how it can be hard to make or maintain friendships as we get older. And yes, having abuse in your childhood or even in your relationships can have an impact. We'll talk about that. And then we'll just talk about how certain situations with friends can really have an impact on future friendships. Hey, queens, welcome to But Still She Thrives. Do you want to stop getting caught up in that wicked web of a creepy, crawly narcissist? Do you find yourself up late at night replaying the abuse you put up with? and wondering how you can heal now? Do you wake up hoping for healthy relationships and peace only to feel totally exhausted and mind effed? Girl, I see you. I'm Christy. I too had to disconnect from toxic people in my life and I wished I could undo the damage. I felt ashamed, lonely, and kind of lost, but I'm a stubborn Italian and I refuse to give up. I found ways to recalibrate my mind and body more quickly than I thought and can now share them with you. In this podcast, you will find coping tools, healing methods, and confidence boosters so you can trust yourself and find peace and freedom. So shields up, ladies. Let's go protect our peace. Are you feeling lost after post-narcissistic abuse? I'm your girl. I got you. This is my specialty. Go check out ways to work with me at www.christyjade.com. Click on work with me and find all fun ways you can work with me, whether it's one-on-one coaching or a pre-recorded boundaries course. Honestly, this episode, I just wanted to be very forthcoming. I wanted to open up a little. You can get to know me a little better and just how certain things have affected me in my life and friendships, um, not just relationships or not just related to narcissism. I thought I'd just have a very open conversation about this. And I mean conversation. I want you guys to email me or write in the Facebook group. Um, Those things are on how to contact me are always in the show notes, aka the description of this podcast on wherever you're listening it. So let's start off. First of all, for those people who have gone through narcissistic abuse, this can have a huge impact on our relationships and our friendships. Um, That's something we don't always talk about. For me, dealing with narcissism really created some big insecurities in me. I had some confidence in some areas, but when it came to relationships or even friendships, I was trying to make up for a loss, right? Like I almost created a family with my friendship. So very dependent on friends, like they were like my family. I felt very close and connected to my friendships that I formed. I was very good at keeping up with them and keeping close to them. That's something I'm really still good at, um, especially in my inner circle of people. That is something people have even noticed and noted about me my whole life. And I think part of that is, yes, I'm an extrovert and whatever that that plays into it. But I think it's also when you feel like there's a disconnect and you're not treated well by some members of your family that you're around, it's 
it feels safer and more comfortable to create your own space, right? Like I would not be home as much as maybe the typical person. I would stay out. I would stay over friends' houses a lot to kind of build that safety and security that I did not feel. So as I got older, um, like I said, I'm an extreme extrovert. I have a ton of acquaintances, but I would call them more than that. And I had one friend that was like, I had like 50 people at my party. And she's like, there's no way you can like actually be friends, friends with these people. It's like 50 people. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm I pretty close with a lot of them, you know, because I created that dynamic. So as I got older and had more responsibilities and got married, had a child, and especially when I did, this could come with just age and maturity, but in my situation, it also came with, you know, having a narcissistic abuser in my life and cutting that person off and realizing, wait, there are other people in my life and other friends that aren't treating me the best. It was just like once it's kind of like one of those domino effects where once you realize something and you set it free and you see how it feels so good, you start to realize, wait, I'm getting that other feeling in this part of my life, right? So it's this domino effect. So that started happening. So there were a couple of friends that some I tried to talk to and it wasn't received well, some just kind of distanced naturally that. I felt I had to create that distance to have peace in my life, to feel like I was being treated well by friends and not controlled. It, you know, sometimes when you're used to narcissism or a certain way, of, it doesn't even have to be narcissist, but a certain type of person in your life, in your childhood, you can later almost be drawn or during childhood be drawn to that and as you get older be drawn to relationships that are similar right like people that are maybe more on the controlling side or people that it's their way or the highway or whatever they say goes that definitely can play out and you might be bobbing your head yep yep especially if you've been through abuse so I'm gonna dive in kind of pivot here to talk about a situation that happened when I was engaged when I got engaged one of my very, very, very close bestest friends basically, as I say, broke up with me. It it felt like that. I mean, I was friends with her for ver a very long time. I think it was like two decades. Well, no, 15 years maybe. But we were very, very close. And I still to this day am not entirely sure why she cut me off. And it really hurt. I got it got a vague idea, but it you know, it was something that was really sad that we couldn't talk it out. But then fast forward years later, I had a similar situation where I cut someone off and I was in a place where I felt like I couldn't even, I didn't want to try anymore. And I think it was just like the reverse of that. You know, she didn't want to try. She didn't have the energy to say or do whatever she had to say or do. And it was devastating to me. I was very, very, like, really heartbroken over it. You know, this is one of my best friends. And and it sucked. At the end of the day, it sucked. And I know a lot of women who this has happened to in their lives. A lot of my own friends, a lot of clients that have lost friends and either don't know why or they do know why, but it's just really unfortunate. And it it's hard and it can change us. So this is the part where whether you have have had abuse in your life or not, which if you've had abuse, man, that rejection there, that feeling like you found someone you felt safe with and they let you go like that, that is what really was hard for me, I think. You know, yes, it was sad to let her go, but 
we had kind of grown uh, I won't say apart, but grown into we were growing into kind of different people than each other and maybe different interests, different things like that. So on the surface, if you looked at it, it, it wasn't like and she had been kind of not so nice to me the couple years before we stopped talking. So part of me was like, well, it's not even like, oh my gosh, I can't live without this specific person. I think it really dug at that wound of, man, I felt safe and that's not real. It almost made me feel like I I thought I could trust and I was safe with this person and I'm not. And after you go through abuse, like that really can re-trigger things. And so I think that's why it was like just really hard to deal with at the time. Anyway, obviously life went on and I grew, but I did notice that when I was meeting new people, I had a wall up and that can happen where I didn't I didn't really trust women. I get along, I feel like I get along easier with men. Um, and I don't know if that's just because the situation, it's like girlfriends has happened with or whatever. I do feel like in general, I'm very goofy and sarcastic. And sometimes in my world, at least where I live or people I've met, I do feel like men are almost more easygoing or maybe maybe it's a thing where they're not looking to make friends and I'm not looking to have like man friends around So it's kind of like it's just there's no expectation there. So it lifts that potential, you know, friendship or whatever. You know how like you have mommy dates. It's like, oh, I I hope I like this, you know, kid's mom. That'd be cool. There's I don't feel like there's like a big potential for that because I don't know, as a married woman, I'm not going to be like hanging out with these other men 24-7, go and get our nails done and shopping at Target. Though that would be fun. I've told my husband, I'm like, God, I wish I could like do it up with all the men. <laughs> that sounds awful. That is not what I meant, which just came out of my mouth. Um, but he knows what I mean. He's like, well, I mean, you can talk to men, Christy, you know. I'm like, I know, but there's just a difference. So anyway, I get sidetracked, but that's me. Welcome to ADHD world. But back to meeting new friends, having these walls up not trusting. I've met people, though, also that just they're like, I don't want to put in that effort because it feels like dating all over again. It feels like surface level. And I don't love surface level. I am like one that goes in. Um, But I also love to have fun. I'm, you know, if you follow me, you know, I'm goofy. I'm silly. I'm loud. I'm ridiculous, basically. And I like some ridiculous people. So it's kind of like dating again, and we have these responsibilities. Maybe you have kids like I do. A lot of my friends have kids, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with everything. It's overwhelming. For me, I would say I do crave those closer connections and having that tribe of people. I feel like for me, I have a, I have a lot of friends like in different areas of my life, but not like one, you know, tribe that's like together kind of and I always think that's cool and I've been part of those but as life ebbs and flows um, I've gone kind of in and out of some of those situations and as I've opened my eyes to what I want in friendships I've also been like well that isn't working for me but since I've had that discovery which was how many years ago probably eight years ago, I do have like a radar with people I meet. And it's like, I mean, it's not like I'm, it's a crazy screening test, not, but it is like, is this person thoughtful? I mean, there's a lot of people that are really up their own ass. Let me just say it. And I I might get flack for this because I understand 
Some people, I don't know, like even my husband's like, why? I just, he's like, so he feels socially awkward. So he's like, I just kind of answer what people ask. And beyond that, he like when he's on the surface level part of it, he obviously has deeper friendships, but he doesn't, it's not in him to dive deeper and ask people a lot of questions like me. I feel like Oprah Winfrey. Like I just, I love, I'm fascinated with people. I love learning about people. I love different people's cultures. And so, you know, I really try to find out about people and I, and I care. Like if I, if I, you know, connect with you, I'm like, oh, let's hang out. You know, there's a potential for a friendship. I'm, I love my people. So I will say something in my more recent years, like if someone's all about them and then there's a difference between shyer people and people that are extroverted, but all they talk about is themselves and you can ask them 50 questions and then they don't ask one question about you. Like that is a pet peeve of mine. I don't get it. And I'm like, especially if they are extroverted, but hey, I don't know everyone's life. So there could be another reason, right? They could be they could be insecure about it, but I'm just, I told you I'm being an open book today. So back to the walls that we hold, especially if we had abuse in our life, but even if we didn't just, if you've been hurt by a friend, if you just, you know, have your issues cause of X, Y, Z, we can have these walls up or not have the energy or feel like we don't have the time, or maybe you are my socially awkward husband. Sorry, honey. Sorry. <laughs> um, Actually, he doesn't care about really making new friends. I mean, he, he likes people, you know, but it's not like he doesn't have the desire like I do as an extrovert, right, to connect. Like that is something like I need in daily life to connect with people outside of even probably my inner circle. I mean, I talk to my like real tight girls every day, like text. Sometimes we talk on the phone, but I do like connecting outside of that circle. So I just wanted to talk about this because I, I think, you know, we don't always talk about this. And it's something I want people to not feel alone. Like if you have this, especially if you've gone through abuse, you already listen to my podcast, then you probably have been through some sort of abuse. That's why it can feel harder. That's why it can be more emotional when we reach out to someone like, hey, girl, you want to go get some, you know, go grab a drink and they're like, oh, yeah, definitely. And then you're like, cool, let me know when. And they never get back to you. And then you feel like, oh, wow, I guess they don't they don't like me, right? It's like these insecurities. I mean, I feel that way. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm too much, you know, which could be. Hey, I could be too much for some people. But it's not always what we're telling ourselves. It's those negative, crappy thoughts often created by being mistreated like as children or in relationships prior a lot of it is just bs thoughts that enter our heads and people are just either busy or yeah they're not really into making new friends in the season of life or they're scatterbrained i had one friend actually i've had two people say this where i, I reached out and asked them to hang out and they're like oh i can't on thursday but you know keep asking me or you know the other ones i, I forget the exact wording but you know no but but keep trying we got to hang out where i was like at first like well that's jacked up why do I got to be the one to initiate all the time you know but guess what because you're the one that wants to connect and it seems like they want to and they have followed like I have followed up and we have hung out but some people they're just not great at doing that so I guess this is just to say you're not alone if you're feeling this way it is hard as we get older and keep pushing keep trying if you want to connect try to make it less personal 
It's not always about you. It might be. Girl, maybe you're annoying as shit. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, not everyone is going to be for any, everybody either, but that's not bad. That's the that's the way the world is, right? I mean, if we got along with everybody famously and had 90 best friends, it'd be way overwhelming. So, you know, it's good to have discernment. When you have had abusive situations, you may be like me where you may be like, maybe I'm a little extra sensitive about looking for signs of like, mm, that person is too into themselves and it does seem like they always take over and only want to do what they want to do. And like, I see these red flags. Are they always red flags or am I a little overcautious? I don't know, but that's where I'm at. And so far I've made some really nice friends and I'm making more friends and I'm bringing in some further friends closer that I think seem like really good people and they're uplifting and they're, they're doing good things in their lives and not gossiping and shit talking. And they actually, there's like substance there. That's important to me too. So it's like we want to kind of have people that we don't want to force friendships with just anybody. And at the same time, it can be hard to find friends in this stage of life, right? So I'd love just this conversation to keep going. I will bring it up in my Facebook group. Email me if you want to talk privately about it. Because I think a lot of people deal with this stuff and just I don't think we discuss it as much as we could and to feel supported that being said i think that's i'm i'm deciding today i'm going to do an extra episode this week a quickie on maybe tips on making friends in later life and after abuse and all of that because i have been kind of working through this with myself so that i'm lowering my wall and letting more people in more closely letting myself be vulnerable which has not been easy for me, um, you know, in the last several years. So even though I've met people, I kind of, huh, I don't let them all the way in. You know, I've noticed that. So I'm excited. I'm And I'm starting to, we can do it together, work on it together. But I have started thinking about ways to do it. And I'm going to put that on my next episode. Some little tips if you're in the same situation as I am. And if you want to be my online friend, hit me up. Hit me up, girl. Um, it's always fun. I have made so many online friends during the pandemic. Oh, my gosh. The Especially in 2020, even 2021, I was in online groups. And, like, there is a plethora of amazing people out there. And we have, like, the whole world that we're able to connect to because of the Internet, which is just amazing. It's so cool. So, yes, that's I guess that's t the tip I'll leave you with. You can also do online. But I'm a big in-person person. That a person, person, person. <laughs> I really am into connecting and and actually, you know, feeling that vibe. Did I just say vibe? Feeling that vibe, girl. But you know, connecting in person. But sometimes, if you are super shy or awkward, even meeting people online could build your confidence. Whatever. Um, but let's do tips on meeting new friends. I will throw that out later this week. So make sure you're subscribed to my podcast on But Still She Thrives there. You just click a little su subscribe button. And I would love you guys, if you are liking this podcast, please, if you have not, go scroll down and check off, not check off, like, I don't know, hit the five star little guy. If you like me that much and you want to give me five stars, if you want to give me one, just skip this. <laughs> just don't do that. No. Give me a five-star review, and I'd love to hear your actual feedback, too. You can write a little comment in there, and that really helps 
my podcast reach more people. So I would so appreciate it. And big air hugs. You deserve good friendships. You are amazing. You're a great friend. And F those people who were mean to you. (laughs) All right. See you in the next episode. If you are loving this podcast but want a little more customized guidance, go to my website at www.christyjade.com and go to the Work With Me tab to find ways you can work with me. I would love to help you. Also, don't forget to look in the show notes, aka the description of this podcast, for any related links that I mention and more Christy Jade fun. Christy Jade fun.